week on the Koshkos. It's back, it's tipsy, it's rambunctious, it's deviant, it's Rebecca Vardy's account. That was Alex's shortest intro of the But most poignant. Poignant? It was a pyrrhic victory. It was a pyrrhic Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. Hello. I am back. Bernie is here. Hello. I'm also back. Mohanib is not here, but Domino's Pizza hey. is. <laughs> Domino's Pizza is. And frankly, it's not a bad substitute. Not at all. Not at all. And it has less agendas. Uh, is it better for you or worse? That is, that is a very good question. We'll put that to the listeners. What is better for you? Domino's Pizza or Mohamed Khair's footballing opinions? I think that's a very easy answer, guys. Domino's doesn't have any agenda, so I think <laughs> Domino's is probably better for you. All right. Yes. I did actually, I did see a tweet. So it is Tuesday. Uh, what, I will, what I will do is apologize for a couple of weeks of radio silence. Two weeks ago, there was an international break, and mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about that. Nope. And then yesterday uh, was election night in Canada, and everyone was very busy uh, electing Justin Trudeau. So, Alex, can we discuss uh, who voted what on this Please, go, go right ahead. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, Alex? Why don't we start with you? I went liberal. <laughs> All right. I mean, the liberals won. And to be fair to you, you went back to your parents' riding Mississauga to make sure that your vote actually counted for something. Absolutely. The downtown riding I live in is a strong liberal stronghold, so no need to vote here. I'm yep. sorry, that's fraud. I'm just calling you out. That's electoral fraud. Right there. Got to do something. You know, <laughs> got to find some loophole somewhere. No, I appreciate that, Bernie. Uh, Ajax. Yeah, Ajax um, at the federal level is very liberal. Provincial, not so much. Um, so we voted. Uh, yeah, my wife went right on at nine thirty. Ooh, so she nice. was, we were dedicated to doing that, and uh, we voted for a gentleman named Mark Holland in our city of Ajax, or hey. you might call it Ajax. So, hey. and yeah, I think. The only thing he should be NDPs would be orange. That would have completed the, ah, the trifecta. Yes. But you, you know, should email him. Yeah. So was he a liberal or a liberal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, acceptable. Alex, please disclose. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I live in the safest liberal riding in Canada. It's oh, excuses already. University Rosedale yeah. is literally never not been liberal. Okay. The incumbent Christopher uh-huh. Freeland, who is also the foreign minister. Okay. Um, was projected to win it by at least like fifteen percent. Uh huh. So I voted communist. <laughs> you commie bastard. <laughs> to be fair, my parents went to a local debate a couple of weeks ago, and they said they were very impressed by the communist candidate. So I thought. Also, his last name was Garvey, and I thought he might be related to Marcus Garvey, and I just thought it would be is, nice. It would be is, nice for him to get a, a vote. Shambles. This is the most un-Alex thing that Alex has ever done. This actually confirms the hypothesis that you are a Soviet spy. Absolutely. <laughs> Which has been going on for about three years of accusations. Only in your head. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Our team won. Yeah. I would say, although it's the gap at the top of the table's closed. How's that for a football analogy? I like it. I like it. And it brings us back around. All right. To the English Premier League. Yes. Where another team in red, two teams in red, as all the reds, Mm -hmm. uh, fought it out on the weekend. Mm -hmm. As Manchester United fans, both of you, how do you feel about this uh, 1-1 draw with the best team in the land, Liverpool? Uh, Annoyed. Annoyed because... This is a different type of annoyance. If you're listening to our episode, it annoyed the whole season for different reasons. This is a different... uh, Actually, sorry. It's the same annoyance, but with a different context. Roche said that... um, Early in the season, we were probably foreshadowing that United would control games and then really let them go. They didn't control this game. But in terms of getting three points, they probably should have seen it out to get three points and they let it slip. So in a sense, it's still part of the common theme here. And that's why I'm a little bit annoyed. Fair enough. I would say, you know, United have been unwatchable for at least ten weeks at this point. Yeah. You know, all competitions said. They've been absolutely unwatchable. And coming into this game, they actually impressed. They they exceeded expectations with what they did, and they should have won, but they threw it away, which was uh, you know the story of their season so far. Um, but overall, I guess I'm neutral. I guess I'm not afraid to walk outside with a United jersey on. Well, that's, that's a silver. Have line. you done it since? 
Uh, I, I wore it, but I wore a coat. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a half. Um, it's a half. But yeah, up till this point, I just wasn't even willing to put one on. So that's that's the difference. Fair enough. Uh, how did we feel about the revert back to uh, three five two, or three four three, or whatever it ended up being? Absolutely necessary. Um, a few fans have been calling for it. Just if you look at the dynamics of the team, right, with all the injuries and stuff, with everyone fit, you could say, okay, fine, play this four-two-three-one, which I'm still not a fan of. I'm a four-three-three guy. That's just my thing. For a man, just what I'm playing. But with all the injuries and no midfield, you need to actually play with uh, wing backs. That's the only thing you can do and shore up the defense with the third defender and get someone closer to Marcus Rashford since Martial was injured. They did that. They caused Liverpool so many issues. They pressed them so high. I was so impressed. Rashford bodied Van Dijk numerous times. Daniel James got clattered so many times, but the boy just got up, went again, got up, went again. It was, this is how they should play. This is a formation they need to use moving forward. Absolutely. And I think they actually performed better because they were playing against a team like Liverpool. Um, You know, they're playing West Ham. Or, or Norwich or, or some other team week in, week out, where they're losing 2-1 at home or losing 2-0 on the road because there's not as much motivation to perform as you did against a team like Liverpool over the weekend. This team actually has... It, it, it rises to a challenge. That's what I find about this team. That's fair. And, and Bernie, you were talking about the midfield and not having one, but you had Fred McTominay and Andreas Pereira in there playing a bit further ahead. Mm. I want to ask you what Andreas Pereira is and what he does... Because like he's been around for years, and he's what like twenty three ish, twenty four something 23, like that. 24. I'm still, and I, as someone looking from the outside, still don't really know what he's about. No one at United knows <laughs> what he's about. Yeah, like he's an X factor. The coaching staff, <laughs> the coaching staff don't have any idea. He claims that he's more of a ten. That's what he claims, and I've actually never seen him play as a ten. So maybe that's why we don't know what he is. This game was the closest thing to that, where I would say that he played what I call the Lingard role, which is you're a 10, but you're a pressing 10. Like, you're really a defending first 10. And Jason Park. Exactly. If mm-hmm. Jason Park plays number 10, that's the role. And to be honest, I would say Andreas did a half-decent job. He really, really pushed back Liverpool, um, forced a lot of unforced errors from them. He was very aggressive. But against, like Roche said, against the West Ham's, you know, you, I need you to do more than just have energy and run around. I need you to actually be able to be creative. But on that, United getting up for big games, they beaten Chelsea, beaten Leicester, scored first against Arsenal and, and gave away a stupid goal for no reason. Scored first against Liverpool, gave away a stupid goal for no reason. They've actually been good in the games that we thought they would get destroyed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I, I should have actually stuck to my principles because I knew that they actually rise for a challenge. But on my fantasy Premier League team... I played a free hit. I removed all the United players. I removed De Gea. I removed Daniel James, and I removed Aaron Wan Bissaka. You had Daniel James and removed him. I had I had him, and I uh, yes. Wow. And if and had they won this game, there would have been a lot of points that I missed out on. Now that might have seemed like a very innocent little little sentence or two from Roche, but what he's done very cleverly there is introduce the concept of fantasy Premier League into the conversation. <laughs> because why? Let me let me take it away. Um, so in our Under the Kosh uh, Fantasy Premier League, we have about almost 100 people part of this league. Oh. Because we're wow. dazzlingly this is a great popular. setup. <laughs> and and uh, Roche, me, uh, has oh, actually risen to the rank of number one in this entire league. And I started at, you know, I was like 30, then I was 13, then I was two, then I was one. Mohanad, of course, is in last place. <laughs> no. And what's his team name? Mo. <laughs> More shocking, like shocking behavior. No, <laughs> shocking behavior from Honored. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Well, yes. Congratulations, Roche, on being top of the league after nine match days. A fourth of the season. Well, what you have to do yeah. is be top at Christmas because we all know that that is exactly that is meaningful. Exactly. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I, I I don't know if it's going to last, so I'm just enjoying it while I can. Yeah. When squeaky bum, squeaky bum time comes around. <laughs> but you know, you just said that you played your free hit. You lost a lot. You could. You know, there are a lot of points that you could have got that you didn't get. Uh, and you still won. So you know what they say about teams going for the championship. You've got to get the points when you're not playing well. Absolutely. And that's what he's done. Yeah. So and, fair play. And speaking of getting points when you're not playing well, Liverpool got a point. Yeah. And they didn't play well. Well, hasn't has that not been a theme for Liverpool over the last few weeks? They haven't yep. been, you know, playing playing their best. This week, um, we should talk about 
uh, Salah, as Mohamed said when he was watching the game, um, when Salah's not there, um, there is a lack of fear factor. Like one of their, their key pieces is gone, obviously. You see Origi there and you're not scared, right? As, as, as decent as he is. He is he's an amazing player, but uh, against Man, Man United, I don't think I've ever seen Salah, Mane, and Firmino take the game away and blow them out the water for now. Oh, man. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Spot on, bro. Yeah. Spot on, bro. Yeah. Fist bump. Yeah. Uh, they've scored one goal in 21 games or so, like, between them. Like, all them together. Against United? Yeah. One. There's three of them. One goal. The three of them? Have three three of 21 them. games against United? Combined, whatever. Like, all competitions. Sure. Like, this is bad. Like, so, I mean, again, Rache wants to absolutely murder Ashley Young. Absolutely, yes. But yeah. Salah has been in his in his pocket the last couple of times they've played. I do so, remember a couple of the yeah. So, it's not, I mean, I'm not suggesting that Ashley Young is any good. <laughs> but, it's just, it's, this is not the game where I would suggest that they missed Salah based on the previous record. And they played exactly the same way that they play anyway. I'm really glad that you brought up Ashley Young. I just want to quickly, uh, on Ashley Young's note, bring in that Ashley Young is a completely useless player. <laughs> but if he's on the field to wreak havoc, like he did against Angel Di Maria, like he did against all these uh, Liverpool players, mm-hmm. whoever they are, just mm-hmm. getting red cards and fighting people, you give I would him, respect him a little more. You give him someone to, like, he's a hitman. Like, you give he him is. someone to, yeah. to shackle... And he'll do that. Yeah, but if he has to chase against the ball, if he has to make a tackle, he just can't do it. He fouled, uh, you know, he lost the ball because he made a shitty pass, because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he uh, tried to make a tackle and got a yellow card. Yeah, I mean, this is what he does. He, he's not, he should know, he's not a smart human being. Um, well, player. Let me not say human being, but not a smart player. But, to be fair, um, was one particular thing, I mean, I think he and Rojo were at fault for Liverpool's goal. It was one of those things where you're watching it in slow motion, like, you, none of you cleared this ball? Are you stupid? I don't understand. Um, but, fair enough, uh, VAR played a role in this game. Um, no bias, I just didn't understand what the big deal was. Remind me, what, what happened? So I think first, for the United goal, there was a breakaway. Uh, I think Origi was dispossessed, and it could have oh, yeah, been yeah, a foul yeah. in yeah, build-up. Yeah. Lindelof, um, right? It's actually funny how they went back to VAR to look at that, and they decided it wasn't a foul. Uh, and so Klopp was very, uh, how do you say, he was aggrieved by it. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the goal was fine. It was no offside. It was just that foul on the build-up, which could have been a foul. Um, Mane's goal, his equalizer was ruled out for a handball, which I, I, I say I agree with that call because if he's controlling a ball off his thigh and his hand is in play to control that ball, it does make a big difference, especially for a goal-scoring opportunity. It's the rules of the game. The rules of the game say that at the way they've interpreted handball now, is if you handle the ball in the box, it leads to a goal. It's ruled off. So and he he knew too. Like you could see yeah. in, the, in the very muted celebrations when someone, I think it was Firmino, tried to celebrate with him, and he was like, "No, nah, fam, this is getting cancelled." Like, he was <laughs> like, "Calm down." He's like, "No, I'm friends with Andreas Pereira. We can't celebrate this." <laughs> what I don't understand though about the, the way the use of VAR for United's goal was, you keep hearing this nonsense about clear and obvious that it's there to overrule clear and obvious. Now, in the first place it wasn't clear and obvious that that was a foul. So, a lot of people said, and I think Dermot Gallagher on zone was like, it's not clear and obvious, therefore they didn't overrule it. I'm like, wait a minute, it's not clear and obvious, I mean they shouldn't check it in the first place. Like, you only check clear and obvious, and then you overrule it. I, yeah, but how I'm, do you know it's clear and obvious? That's why, I'm, like, I'm like, are you going to go and review something that you don't even think is clear and obvious to then determine if it's clear and obvious? I don't yes, understand. yes, that's exactly what it is. Such it's a unreal. mess. Get it rid of it. Um, just on the on the Liverpool perspective, I just want to talk about the substitutions. The first one was Oxley Chamberlain, and I have nothing much to say about that other than that. I know he was injured for a year, but he doesn't seem to be an improved player really from what Arsenal sold to Liverpool a couple of years ago except that he's won a Champions League now and he's been a better player he's won a Champions League although he was injured for the whole season I would say before he got injured he was looking really good in central midfield He's looking all right. He was looking. I mean, we were all talking about how like this is a coach and this is how you improve people and now he we haven't seen him in a while we forgot that he's who he is and yeah. in fact he almost scored uh, it was a it was a carpet strike yeah. Like it was along the ground all the way, and it almost went in late in the game. Could have won the game. Could have taken three points, Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah, but what didn't, a guy. Didn't though. Did yeah, it? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect that to happen. But <laughs> I, for me, his best moment was when he tried to uh, fist bump 
United fans and they all told him to fuck oh. off. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? You knew that was going to happen. Why is that even a story? I don't understand. The other, the second sub I want to talk about, Adam Lalana, Renaissance man. Where did that come from? I think that's generous to, yeah. to say Renaissance man because the, there was completely shite defending from United. It came from Rojo and Young just yeah. being complete morons as I, we know them to be. I mean, how, how many times did the ball bounce as it went across? <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with any of that, but did anyone have any confidence of him actually putting it in when it got to him? Because I didn't. I did. I thought he was going to miss that. He was right there. I know. If he missed that, then he might as well retire from football. Well, I've held that opinion for the last couple of years. But, uh, then Nicola yeah. Pepe might as well retire right Oi. now. He's complete garbage. Yes. Uh, and the final substitution, Nabi Keita came on, and I thought he made a lot of difference. I didn't. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he's not playing more. Um, um, yeah, I didn't see any difference that he made. N- Nabi Keita, all I thought as he came on was, they waited a year to sign you? Come on, wow. man. Whoa. Come wow. on, man. You would have walked on to the United team, to be fair. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then, between him and Fred, I'm not sure any of them has done anything. So, I, I don't know. Actually, Fred played quite well in this game, I think. For Fred. Yeah, I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. Yes, it's all based. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will just say, on the waiting a year to sign someone, famously, Arsene Wenger waited a year to sign Marouane Shamak on a free. So, we all know how waiting a year to sign someone works out. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can wait a year to sign Van Dyke, and you know that works out pretty well, doesn't it? It yeah. really does. Or Rude Van Nistelrooy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea won again this weekend. I don't really know much about the game or want to talk about it. I just want to talk about Frank Lampard and the job that he's doing. Rusha, I understand you want to talk about Frank Lampard, but because of FPL mm. Fantasy Premier League, mm. I had three Chelsea players this weekend because I knew they were playing garbage team. I had Alonso, Mason Mount, who I captained. Oh, and Tammy that's Abraham. That's a bold move, Captain Mason Mount. Yeah. But they were playing Newcastle. Well, Alonso scored, so you got that. I got the ball, and, yeah. and the and the and the clean, clean sheet, sheet. clean yeah. sheet from out. Yes, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit genius. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm a little bit envious right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, it was a kind of a garbage game, and uh, Alonso got a good goal. Yeah, I think I, he's been good. He's been a good defender for them. He has been good. I mean, he got frozen out last season, and Emerson played a lot of games. But I was always kind of wondering what that was about because we saw how important Alonso was when Chelsea won the league mm-hmm. under Conte he was amazing like mm-hmm. probably top two three players for them and now he's come back into the team and he looks at it again yeah I, I don't know I don't I don't like him so I don't really want to say anything well he more. killed someone in his car so well, he's I not mean, a likeable chap I mean but. I wasn't going to go there I just don't think he's defence but anyway whatever oh this again no I left it I left it I let it go alright alright Okay. Just like he does a lot of time. Fine. But, anyway. but what do you think about Lampard though, and the job that he's doing so far? I think far? he's doing a good job. I think he's doing a good job. I think that um, if there's a lesson I've learned, it's see how the whole season plays out. But, <laughs> you know, he's doing a good job with what he's been given. Um, Mason Mount, uh, what's his name? Fakori? Fakori? Tamayo? Yeah. Those, those are Tamori. players. The, Tamori? Yeah, whatever. I should know this. He's Nigerian. I should figure this out. <laughs> but uh, he's done well with them. Uh, Tammy Abraham as well uh, made some bold calls. Pulisic not really seeing too much game time, um, but you know, the, let's see what happens. They're they're still defensively poor. This game was pretty much an, a one off in that they didn't concede a goal, and I'm not sure how sustainable that is long term. That they can keep just shoot out shooting teams. Um, but that said, if that's where you're at and that's what you're building on right now, that's actually not a bad thing long term. Absolutely. But let's see because I'm now I've, I've been burned by this. Oh my God, you just showed up and did great thing. Let's see how this turns out. I would have to agree with Bernie over here because they started the season at Old Trafford with a four 0 loss, and everyone thought Lampard would be the first one sacked by Christmas. But now you know they've got a lot going for them. They're in the Champions League, which they're gonna probably qualify for their group and maybe make the quarterfinals. And they're in the race for the top four, and they're looking good this season. Yeah, I, I think them. If they, I mean, if they make top four, Lampard's done an exceptional job. Mm-hmm. And if, if you know, if he does that, and then they can buy buy players again. I mean, I think the fact that they weren't able to has really benefited him in that it's limited his choice. And when you're an inexperienced manager, maybe it's best just to have options in front of you and have to use them. Question. Mm. Go on. Uh, uh, it's kind of a new manager effect to see Lampard at Chelsea, similar to when Solskjaer started at United. Mm-hmm. You know, United were looking invincible. Yep. When mm-hmm. they came back and won against PSG, for example, for it was twenty like, games. Yeah. It was like, what, what's going on here? But now, do you think that you know it's going to take one or two losses for Chelsea to kind of implode themselves under Lampard? Mm, no. 
uh, only because I think we we deceive ourselves with this notion of well they're just letting the youth run wild. They have N'Golo Kante on this team. They have he's injured. they have well he, when he, he still played uh, like four games like half the games in this in the season. They still have Jorginho who for whatever we want to say is a talented football player. They still have Pedro to come off the bench whenever he comes on. Willian. Manchester United. <laughs> like, we just talked about Andreas Pereira, Scott, <laughs> who I love, and Fred. Like, the, the difference in options is freaking clear. Yeah, and, and, and even if Tammy Abraham, right, is not scoring, you have World Cup winner, Europa League top scorer, Giroud come off the bench and score goals. Except he Fred. never does. Well, Lampard no, won't well, use him. Yeah, in Europa League, fire. And then Bashwai as an option, who... I mean, I don't know what he is anymore, but whatever, he's there. And then Pulisic and hudson Adoy. Wow. So you do have a much better option despite options, despite not signing anyone. And I would arguably say, we'll get to Arsenal. There's still a better team, man for man, than Arsenal, who are still suffering right now. Yes, absolutely. Do you want to get straight into it then, Alex? Sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me start by saying... Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like Ola Emery to go. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I would like him to leave. <laughs> I would like him to go as far away as he possibly can because he's a useless git. And this isn't reactionary. I've been saying this for ages. The man doesn't know what he's doing. He does not have a clear defined style other than coward. <laughs> Roche has his hand up. I I wanted you to finish, but I was just going to say, Arsenal finished the season very strong. No, we didn't. Oh, sorry. They had a very strong period during the season. Yes, like the first, like, the start was pretty good, actually. Yeah, they they actually did well. Like 20 games unbeaten in all competitions, something like that? There was something like that along the way. Yeah, Yeah, they did well. And they're actually in the race for the top four again right now. Only Arsenal fans can be miserable even when they're in the top four. Uh, Which they aren't in yet, right now, but yes, I agree with you. They were miserable when they were two points off City. I'm trying and failing to bring up the table, but where can you've got the laptop. Where are we? Yeah, sure. I will bring up the table. Fine, thank you. But you <laughs> <laughs> went into robot mode. I will bring up the table. Um, but no, look. Unai Emery has had a season and nearly a half with this team. Mm-hmm. And there is no pattern of play. We're yes. no better at passing out from the back than we were when Peter Cech was kicking it into his own goal. Yes. The centre-back pairing is horrendous and he refuses to change it. Yeah. Ser Kolasinac can't defend and yet Kieran Tierney's fit and he won't replace him. Mm-hmm. Because he says he hasn't found that Kolasinac has done anything wrong to deserve replacing. Other than being a worse footballer <laughs> than the one that you bought to replace him with. At right back, Bellerin is fit and Callum Chambers is still playing. And Chambers has been alright, but, you know, Bellerin is your starting right back. He keeps picking Granite Xhaka, even though he is a completely <laughs> useless sod. Captain. Captain Granite Xhaka. Yes. It's just, there are so many things every week that are completely wrong, and I'm so bored. But, you know, on, on one hand, I think you're absolutely right. The product on the field at the end of the week is not what you want to see from Arsenal Football Club. But on the other hand, there's things behind the scenes that are going on that we don't know about. For example, Kolasinac and Ozil fighting off armed robbers, and now Ozil never to be seen again. Yeah, I, I think those robbers were sent by Unai Emery, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. he really hates Resonals. <laughs> Ozil has literally disappeared from the Arsenal lineup. He's gone. I mean, good, good riddance. But okay, but there's there, gotta be something. There is a little bit of revisionism that's starting to pop up, and it's the same thing where. You know how United fans on Twitter are now upset? And now they're like, oh, if Jose was here, we wouldn't be this. We wouldn't be that. It's like, no, he, 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 <laughs> Mate, he was shit. United fans but, have been upset for three, four, five, six seasons Exactly. <laughs> but Arsenal fans are doing this revisionist thing where a lot of them gave up on Ozil last year, rightfully so. And now they're saying, oh my, except for Mohamed, he's been on that train <laughs> the whole time. But they're like, oh my God, if we had Ozil. No, you've had Ozil. Yep. In, even this season, he's played, he's played, what, two, three games, something like that, and nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> so I don't understand this revisionism that's happening. It yeah. doesn't make any freaking sense at all. It, it happens whenever someone is out for a long time. You just start to imagine them as the solution 
because you don't remember that they're not. Yes. It's, it's or really, that they're actually a problem. <laughs> it's really as simple as that. But like when you talk about Arsenal and you talk about Ozil and Emery, like you can't just dismiss this. This is the the highest paid player at the club by quite some ways on 350 grand a week and either, like the official party line is that he doesn't train well enough to be in the 18 mm-hmm. i mean conceptually that is stunning like if you're not training hard enough and you're Meza Ozil to get into this squad not even the team the squad mm-hmm. you should surely there's like a legal argument for firing him because he's not doing what's in his contract which is training right like that's what they're paid to do so there's that. There's B. I mean, we can blame Emery for a lot of things, but clearly Sanyehi and the club and the hierarchy are backing him on this because mm-hmm. they're not making him play Ozil. Yeah. They they either agree or you know something else is going on. But then Ozil did a recent interview in the Athletic and said he's here until 2021 and he's loyal and he's not going anywhere. And I think he genuinely means that because he clearly doesn't give a shit about playing football. Bro, we were talking about this and we were saying that um, when I think it was Wenger's last season. You know, he's running down his contract. We were like, you know, he needs to force a move and get out of here because he can do better than, than Arsenal. Man had no intention of doing that. So this guy is not a guy with ambition. Leave it, he just wants the money and to live in London, which, you know, why wouldn't you? So that's that. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, I thought that Arsenal would have a... I mean, they still might. They're fifth with two points behind Chelsea and fourth. Um, so they could still have a good season. But I thought that... They would really cement top four because they were finally going 4-3-3. Because Nicola Pepe, it'd be Pepe, Lacazette up top, and Aubameyang coming off the, off, off the left. That's what I thought this was going to be. And then if you play 4-3-3, there is no room for Ozil. You go Torreira, Xhaka, and then one more, Ceballos. Willock or Ceballos or Torreira. Did I say Xhaka? Yeah. You did? I did not say Xhaka. Xhaka. That's fine, it's fine. Guendouzi. Sorry. Yeah. I never want to see Xhaka play football ever again. But... Injuries to uh, Lacazette have, have upset the you know the flow of this, but also as you said, Emery is just a plain old dumbass, and I can't believe I ever thought this was a good idea. Well, <laughs> while we're talking about the front three, Serge, um, do you just want to comment on Nicola Pepe? Because I I'll be honest, it's looking bad. I'm still not completely out of faith yet, but you were someone, Bernie, who was very very into this kid, and. Are you still feeling that way? Honestly. But it's not just that he's in an Arsenal shirt, but like, he's, honestly. He's entered my curse. That's the problem. Like the Soldado curse? <laughs> he's entered the Soldado oh, curse. Oh, God. He's, 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 well, he's got one foot in and one foot out. <laughs> no, no, no. He's only got one foot. When you watched him, it's only left. <laughs> it's left and he misses the ball. I really, really wanted United to sign this guy. I mean, he scored 23 goals in Liga. He was, you know, strong, uh, direct, but skillful. Like, Oh, he he had it all. So I thought this was a no-brainer, but this man has absolutely... You know what he's done this year, this season? He's done nothing except for Dribble Van Dijk. Which, maybe that's all you need. Maybe maybe that's his career made. 72 million. Worth it. Yeah, it's also early days. Uh, He is young. He's a a player for the future. He needs games in England. It's a different game in England. I mean, you know, on one hand, I'm going to play devil's advocate about Ozil, for example, and I'm going to say, yeah, maybe he doesn't train hard, but this is an X-Factor player. And, you know, sometimes the X-Factor player, he's not here to run, you know, 25 laps in training and show that he has cardiovascular endurance. <laughs> you know, he's here to make that pass at that time in a game. And that's what Ozil does. He, he, you know, he's not going to run after players. And that's the way that the game is played in England, unfortunately. Number 10 needs to track back and play defensive. He's, it's not like yeah. La Liga when the number 10 just waits for the ball and then makes a nice pass. The problem is if, if your system doesn't include a number 10, you can't. Like, a lot of people have tried to just fit in a number 10 like in all sorts of random places and they've tried that with Ozil however I would I would respond to Lacazette being injured by dropping in and switching formation and playing I would play Ozil I I would there's nothing worse I mean well there's nothing better like really Ceballos had a great start and then I don't know what the hell happened he's faded like Xhaka is absolutely trash so you might as well just play uh, Guendouzi deeper and have Ozil player. It's not because I believe that he's going to be world-class for Arsenal. No, there is no better option. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, so far, I mean, what we're seeing this season is, is, is it's the season of Matteo Guendouzi, who's by far and away Arsenal's best player at 19. Mm. And what we're really seeing is, is the world waking up to that and him putting himself in the shot window <laughs> so that at the end of the season, a good, a good club can buy him and save him from this torrent of 
absolute nonsense. You better put a release clause in his contract. Too late. That's the case. Too late. Yeah. Well, yeah, just just ask for 300 and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's... I, he, he seems to like Arsenal, so I think he'll be there a few years. But in talking about this, we've lost the context that Arsenal lost 1-0 Sheffield United. That's correct. We haven't mentioned Alex. Sheffield United once. Good yeah. job, Alex. I apologize. Can we talk about this absolute Brexit FC team? <laughs> well, not even Brexit because they're all Irish. Yeah, and also the style isn't, isn't like, Daesh. Like, they, they play some football. It's robust, but it's not, like... Yeah, it's not Daesh, but it is It was a set Yes. Well, the way they play, like, so I tuned in the second half. And a garbage set piece. It was garbage. Arsenal had 80% possession at one point in the second half. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) But you never thought they would score, though. Also, it was Guendouzi who let his man off from the corner. Mm. Best player for Arsenal this season? Well, I didn't say he's a penalty box defender, (laughs) you know? When you look like David Luiz, you defend like David Luiz. David Luiz was just, if you look at the replay, he was just kind of squinting and complaining. But he's getting old. He can't see... Probably needs contact. Arsenal went from having the best window to David Luiz is an absolute fraud to Pepe is, I don't even, like, the Gervinho, not even two points. Gervinho on a different level, like, banter, but whatever, to Ceballos being, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So just, what? (laughs) After after Ceballos' one game against Burnley, it was literally Arsenal fans just being like, we don't have a, an option to buy. How are we going to get him back? So he's had one good game. And I read this article saying um, uh, Ceballos really loves it so much that he's, he, he called Florentino to say, make my move permanent. I'm like, what? Mate? Like, why? <laughs> why would they do that? Why would you do this on this forum? Step it up, bro. Also very presumptuous. Like, you don't know that Arsenal want to do that yet. So you can't just flog yourself to whoever's... And then, like you said, Tierney got signed and no one has seen him in the leagues. So I don't understand what your window was for. Maybe Unai is just concentrating on the Europa League. Arsenal have been so much better in the Europa League. Maybe he's just being like, good evening, we will win the Europa League <laughs> and I mean, forget about you know it. He loves that. The quality of team on the continent is different. The football is different. In the league, it's a completely different game. You have to play pace, power, aggression. All the time, 38 games. It's yeah, hard man. to do. It's true. Europa League, you just show up in the field in Poland and stroll to a 4 0 victory. It's lovely. If you <laughs> don't get hit by a flare or a racial abuse. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Unai has, has won this thing three times in a row and then got to a final. So I will say this if I trust someone to at least get you to the final of the Europa League, it's Unai Emery. I mean, the record speaks for itself. Fair. Can you, can you, you sent a thread yesterday with some of the dumbest shit that Emery's ever done. Do you remember any of those? Uh, I remember the best one. Go the on. best one was, so they were talking about, you should have known that he was a fraud uh, by his spell in, in, I think it was Spartak Moscow. Oh, yeah. So, apparently, or is this in... <coughs> it was Spartak, yes. Yeah, it was Spartak. So, uh, <laughs> you need your passport to travel around in, uh, in, Russia. in Russia. In Russia. So, apparently, one of the games they were going to, um, one of the players forgot the passport, and like he just went in on the guy, yelling and screaming and whatever... And then there was another game they had like three days later where Unai Emery forgot his passport. On an Everyone was like flight. three hours later. <laughs> what? Yes. Like, are you dumb, bro? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, boo boo. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad to see the state of uh, you know the Arsenal football club is in right now. United. It's it's absolutely just hard to watch. Really. It's true. Our friendships have been strained. <laughs> or, or, or solidified. Or solidified. The, well, Marty hasn't spoken to us in weeks. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> we've, we've all gone missing. Just like our teams. Uh, two teams that have not gone missing. Manchester City won again. Leicester won again. Both cities. Uh, they're both looking good. Leicester, like, if the other teams yes. don't get it together, Leicester might stroll into the top four. Leicester, um, I'm just going to quickly point out Pereira, the defender. Mm-hmm. He's a really good defender in fantasy. Snap him up if you can. That's and a, real life. Uh, that's a cheat for you. Vardy scores every week. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Vardy's yeah. a lock. Tielemans um, assists and goals. and Yeah, they're, they're, looking, they're looking great. They're looking great. Um, yeah, so David Ornstein, now of The Athletic. I'm on uh, it. He's really, really good. Yeah. He's probably the closest thing to Woj that Arsenal have. And if you don't know who Woj is, NBA, he tells you everything that happens. And this guy, he said that it's very well known right now that James Madison wants to, and both clubs are open, United and Leicester, to a transfer next summer. Tell me why James Madison would want to do this. United fan. Harry Maguire. Yeah, but they're 14th. Money, a United fan. Harry and still, Man United can be 14th all uh, they want to. It's still a bigger club than Leicester. Oh, Exit opportunity. It's very much the Real Madrid thing. And if you're, if Leganes finished first and Real Madrid finished 10th, you go to Real Madrid. 
if if Leicester finish in the Champions League places and United are mid table, I th- he's still going to make that move, or he's going to play a year in the Champions League. I think League? he might do a Vardy and play a year in the Champions League at that point. But it's still his team, his mates over there. If United finish eighth or something like that, he might go. Okay, there's a youth revolution here. I want to be part of it. I can see that and 200k a week. <laughs> Bro, you're laughing. As he would four- replace Lingard, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Although, as a 4-3-3 guy, what are you doing with your number 10? I'm a 4-3-3 guy. My yeah. manager is a moron, uh, apparently. It, by the time you sign him, you have no idea who your manager is. Uh, hopefully he's not a lady. <laughs> he can't even speak English. Well, he's learning, apparently. He's not. Yeah. What, what do you mean? <laughs> we should call him. Uh, City, don't care anymore. Whatever. I can't believe they lost so many games this season, City. What is it, two? Uh, I mean, it's still a lot. They lost the Wolves. They got comprehensively beaten. Oh, and they got we, were, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, they got Traore. I grabbed the two assists from Jimenez on my fantasy team. Also, did you see how Fernandinho got absolutely murdered by Jimenez on that play? Yes. That is lovely to see oh. because I can't stand Fernandinho. Why? He's brilliant. He looks like a matchstick. He's also a C next to A burnt matchstick. <laughs> Sorry, that might sound a bit wrong, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just in shape. It. I don't know what to say. We'll go with it. We'll go. With maybe, it. maybe we should edit that out. Commer- commercial <laughs> we'll, break. We'll, we'll see if we have space. <laughs> uh, okay. Now uh, they beat. Who does City beat? Palace. Palace. Yeah. Okay. Good result. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Palace have been on form. They're like just outside the top four. Well, they're sixth. Yeah. But they got fourteen points, which is you know more than us. A lot for Crystal Palace. They've been giving a lot of clean sheets as well. Martin Kelly? Oh, God. Every week he's coming into my team and giving me six extra points. We, we need a segment just called Rashad FPL Roundup. Which I, will I'm start. actually very okay with Or a whole new yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which will stop the second I'm not and number one anymore. Um, Spurs are a complete disgrace. Mm. Oh, my God. I forgot God. they were even in the league. Listen, they give, they give me joy. <laughs> They honestly give me joy because it's like you and us we're in this together, and like I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what? is he is Mauricio trying to get sacked? No, no. Bertongan, think... it's a, you know it's Bertongan's fault for banging Erickson's <laughs> wife. Oh god, <laughs> that's I, it. That's yes. literally it. Yes. Everyone just fighting in the locker I'm sorry, room. Sorry, hold on. Speaking, daily mailing. Speaking this of hard. speaking of banging someone's wife, okay. Uh, there's a rumor that uh, what's his name John Terry bought a house two like one mile away from Wayne Bridge's house oh god <laughs> prime access and I died when I, I mean, read for that, that reason <laughs> I read that recently I said you bad man imagine being so rich right that you can buy a house to make your affair more convenient <laughs> that is next level wealth oh it's brilliant it's, it's still not as brilliant. terrible a man as Ryan Giggs I mean, he did it the right way. Cheap, cost-efficient. She was a realtor, so they just went to different locations. Eight years. I think we have to let that go. It no. Was, was no. It like a I'll, daily I'll tell eight you years. why. It might have been. It could have just been like once a year for eight years. You know? Still eight times too I'll many. I'll tell you I have to let that go. His brother has a career now. Because of him? So, he's got one advert. Go out there and be somebody. <laughs> he's got one advert. <laughs> I took your whole life, but here's a Paddy Power commercial. You know, plot twist, what if Rodri was out doing the same thing to, like, you know, other people's wives? What if, I mean, the, Ryan Gates wife swapping. took his mom's name because his father was a CEO next Tuesday. Uh-huh. It very well could just be genetic. Yeah, runs wow. in the family. Literally. And, and that's my excuse. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Lock them all up. <laughs> Not safe. They just cashed in on the story so that Rodri could become famous. It's true. Yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> Imagine. In eight years, you'll get a commercial and we'll all be rich. Anyway, um, is Pochettino trying to get sacked? No. I think he's trying not to get sacked, but the players aren't helping very much. I mean, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. They smashed Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League 5-0 tonight. So there's, there's a piece of good news. Finally, for Spurs fans. This was necessary because their goal difference was like minus 10 after yes. Bayern absolutely <laughs> yes. murdered them. So. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, we, we talked about it, it a few weeks ago. There's there's the theory that after a few years, either you need to replace, you know, there has to be evolution in the squad or there has to be a change in manager because they hear the same voice, the same messages, the same tactics and ideas over the course of, uh, you know, five or six years. And people start getting bored or disillusioned or what have you. Then you've got the thing with like 
Ericsson, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, none of whom got the contracts they wanted from the club. And so they started shagging each other's wives. Right. And so they're clearly demotivated. And it, the whole thing's a shambles. And meanwhile, the, the three new signings, you know, have taken time to settle in. And Dombele, and Dombele is now performing really well. But Celso is injured. The Celso is just coming back. Cessignon hasn't kicked a ball. So you're still going out there with like Winks and Sissoko every week. It's just not good enough. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I want to contest Alex, but I know that he's an expert in Tottenham affairs. Yes, he is. It runs in his family. Uh, True. <laughs> and on the other hand, I want to say Tottenham have always historically started seasons slow. They've always ramped up after Christmas. Yeah, but not this bad. Yeah. <laughs> like this is horrendous. But by, I, I would remiss if I don't say this. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. What about this? Mauricio Pochettino. Oh, I see. He's been there too long. Or more. I thought you would get that, Rishi. I really did. I really did. I'm disappointed. But yes, uh, Ericsson. Hmm. Why? I get it. He wants to leave. But Alderweireld wants to leave. Danny Rose wants to leave. Why does Ericsson knock it on the pitch? And I know what you're going to say, but let's leave that aside for a second because he didn't do Pochettino's wife. So why is he not playing football? Right now he's injured. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's your answer. <laughs> All right, I was, moving on. I was watching me go on. He's like, I'm just going to drop this on him. I wanted to see where it was going. I thought he was fit. My uh, bad. I guess we can move on from that point now that we know exactly Someone else thought he was yeah, fit, that's, too. That's an incredible anticlimax. Huh? Someone else thought he was fit, too. Well... Alright, so let's go to the Champions League, which happened today. Uh, interesting results. Um, Atletico Madrid never interesting, but they beat Bayern Leverkusen 1-0. Morata header. Uh, that's the only way he knows how to score. Sorry, while we're on Atletico Madrid, did you see the thing where Trippier said that uh, Diego Costa calls him Rooney? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was class. It is. But pro- only because he probably only knows it, Rooney, as far as <laughs> English players are concerned, even though he lived there. Yeah, it was uh, really incredible to see. Um, you know, the wives actually provide more entertainment than football itself. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. No spoiler oh, alert, Sushay. Oh, sorry. Did no I completely alerts. go off randomly? Almost. But we're, we'll, we'll get back to Champions League when we get there in a minute. Real Madrid <laughs> beat Galatasaray 1-0. Mm, underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, mostly because... Uh, I I was annoyed by this game because Mohamed just agendaed the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. All, all about Hazard. Like, Mohamed totally sent himself off today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely got a red card. Agreed. And uh, Hazard actually had an assist? He did, he did assist. although... It was a great if, assist. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, or Mohamed's advocate in this case, mm-hmm. what I will say is, Hazard played a 1-2 and was through on goal and decided to pass instead in a situation in which a player of his skill should have just buried it. So you think he doesn't have the confidence? I think he prefers assisting, and he's said as much, but like there is a reasonable argument to be made that he should have just buried it. Fair enough. Would, anyway. Ozil would have done the same thing. Granted. And Ozil's a better assist maker, so let's give let's give Mohamed that one. It's a wash. Let's, let's, let's give a wash. Okay. All right. Man City five uh, one. Man City did win five one after going one 0 down against uh, Atalanta. Yeah. Atalanta have been pillared in the Champions League this season. They're doing fine in Serie A, but the Champions League is not going well for them at all. I mean, it's a tough group. But I, I just hope that they continue getting absolutely destroyed. So that when they realize, well, Sarah is done, you know, maybe Duvan Sabata is on the market or someone like that, you know, fire sale. I'm not even sure they need him. That's how well Luis Muriel is doing. Uh, Zabata's still done well, I think. Oh, season. I agree, but, but, but you know. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Bayern. Bayern ooh, 3-2. They've, they've struggled of late, I feel. Two draws in the league in the last couple of weeks. Since, since romping Tottenham. A mm-hmm. couple of draws. And then what did they do today in the Champions League? 3-2 win over Olympiacos. Wait, that's Olympiacos. Okay. I was like, who the hell are Olympiacos? But ah, yes. It's Olympiacos <laughs> themselves. Lewandowski with two more goals. What a class act. Fifth all-time now. Champions League top scorer. Always liked him. And I feel he's underrated. Absolutely. He kind of is. Although, he, okay, here's the argument. If he wants to be considered one of the all-time greatest strikers, does he need to get out of Bundesliga in which it is notoriously easy to score goals? Has he won the Champions League? He came after that, right? I don't think so. I think he came after they won the Champions League. So, no. To be and fair, he has tried to go to Real Madrid like every year. Well, he tried and then th- th- that didn't work. Yeah. So, we should have gone there in the freaking first place. But, 
Anyway, um, he's not going to win anything with his national team, so he will kind of go down without like a Zlatan Ibrahimovic character. You know, he's just going to go down as a good, like a good player, but we will forget him in ten years. Great hair, too. like Zvonimir Boban. Was he that good even? No. <laughs> he was great at the moment, but now he's been completely washed away. I think he will go down like uh, Ernan Crespo. Okay. I, yeah, that's good, a but I comparison. Comparison. do forget they exist. That's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juventus game. won 2-1. Dybala with a yeah. brace. Yeah. Come back, come from behind, uh, you know, 77 and 79 minutes on the clock. Uh, I think they were good goals. They were, they were superb goals. Yeah. yeah. Especially the first one. It was long range. Oh, curler. Yeah. I'm just yeah. impressed by his ability. I mean... He didn't want to leave. He told everyone, pay me 400k if I'm going to leave. They wanted him gone. He fought back. Now he's in a team, killing it. I think this was not a good day for the agenda police. <laughs> okay, Mohanad. No. No, it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> it is Mohanad. That's what it really is. Yes. <laughs> well, I will say, though, is that the Juventus hierarchy must be feeling a bit stupid at this point because they tried very hard to get rid of Dybala they tried very hard to get rid of Higuain and both of them have killed it this season uh, absolutely correct yes. absolutely correct but they're still playing Sami Khedira in midfield which I don't understand yeah and they're winning games <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to win uh, Serie A for the next three four years they will uh, absolutely seen off Napoli and Inter Milan hey Inter is still right there Come on, oh. mate. This is what happens. They suck you in and you feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> and then Juve beat them. We know how this works. I told you guys this. You guys got ahead of yourself. I'm still on the Conte train. Anyway, speaking of Inter Milan, tomorrow's Champions League fixtures include, please, mm-hmm. but not limited to, Inter Milan versus Dortmund, Ooh. Genk versus Liverpool. That's going to be a murder. Yeah. Ajax versus Chelsea. That's going to be sick. That'll be fun. That will be well, three, it'll be 3-0 three oh. to Ajax. Though, you, you, want, you guys want to see a murder fixture? Yeah. Slavia Praha versus Barcelona. You know what? That, that's, I think it's going to be... That, it won't be, but it's a potential upset. Oh, you think there's a banana skin there? Come on. Who's, hey, Barcelona Slavia are not playing Praha. very well. Who, do they, who plays for them? I don't know. I just I have, a, I have a feeling. But whenever I do, it's always wrong. So oh, I, I see it. Okay. <laughs> Go against everything else. Moving on. Yeah, uh, besides that, I mean, Leipzig versus Zenit, no one cares. Uh, Salzburg versus Napoli. That will be very fun. That will be a lot of fun. Salzburg are, are storming this, this oh, Champions League. Holland, Holland, my man, my man. That's right. I'm just waiting for you to sign. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> what, what, you, what makes you think United are going to get Are him? you nuts? His dad was a City player. I don't give a shit who he was. This boy was brought up by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and said that the man has impacted his life. Listen, I can dream, okay? <laughs> if there's one player in the world who will join a team because of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it has to be this guy. I thought it was James Madison. Uh, and you well, know that no, that's for the club. Mm. You also know that Bernie doesn't get to dream that much these days. True. <laughs> True. So we must let him have this. True. Fair enough. Good point, Rochelle. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. One nil to Rochelle. <laughs> Benfica versus Leon. Whatever. Uh, Leon. Oh, oh, Leon. Leon. Sorry. Le- Leon uh, just appointed Rudy Garcia, right? Idiots. And who, who's a rubbish manager. But And the Leon fans are not stupid because they booed him before his first game had even started. <laughs> well, I mean, which is phenomenal stuff. They, they went from. <laughs> Arsene Wenger being the, actually they went from Jose Mourinho rejecting the job to Arsene Wenger being the lead candidate to Laurent Blanc coming out of the out of his cave to manage to Rudy Garcia give me a break I would boot his boot as well holy poor Leon fans honestly honestly oh, and uh, I guess Lille Valencia no one cares no 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 so let's get to the real stuff Thursday's fixtures uh, no no we, we, no. We, no. No? no 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 we're done let's go to the real stuff okay. Rebecca Vardy. Oh, yes. Colleen Rooney. Now that is the top level of football. Oh, my God. I woke up, you know, international break, thinking whatever, go to Twitter, and I'm like, ooh, what is all this? Sorry, is is this a, do you remember where you were? I do. I was in bed. (laughs) Honestly. So, who wants to sum this up? I think Roche is infatuated with it. Uh, yeah, it was actually far more exciting than any football that was happening. Um, Rebecca, sorry, Colleen Rooney posted this nice lengthy ramble, and you know it was kind of like you know you're reading it, and it's just a ramble on uh, social media. It goes on and on and on. Someone's hacking her account, whatever. Uh, not exactly hacking her account. We, we'll we'll get into the details after. So you're ruining the story. But essentially, <laughs> at the end of it, she's accusing someone of, of uh, you know selling her stories to the sun, and then at the end of this lengthy message, she goes. 
It was dot 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 dot. Okay, Roche, hold on. Roche ruined this story. Bernie first off. <laughs> <laughs> which Roche actually does all the time when we're having under the cosh stories. Okay, that's true, that's so true. here is what happened. That's an own goal for me. Um, Colleen Rooney kept noticing that uh, things that were she was telling people privately were being leaked to the Sun. And she had her suspicions because they, every time she posted a private Instagram story, it went public. Because, you know, Instagram, you can actually do it privately so only your close friends can see. Um, so she suspected a couple people. So what she did, she launched a covert operation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Soviet spy KGB shit that we accuse Alex of. Yes. So what she did was she posted fake news and wanted to see if they would be picked up by the sun, which they obviously were. So... Every week, she would change the friends she shared this thing with, leaving a few consistently there to see if the story kept leaking. And it did, until one day she said that she was going to Mexico to do a gender selection surgery (laughs) or whatever for their next kid, and she only left one uh, friend or follower on the story, and it was Rebecca Vardy's account. (laughs) (laughs) And... Social media erupted. Yes. They called her Wagatha Christie. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's Rebecca Vardy's it's Rebecca Vardy's account was trending and people are saying that's the phrase of the year and it It honestly is. Oh, it was so much fun. I mean it's brilliant. I mean it suggests two things. One is that Colin Colleen Rooney is is smarter than a lot of people have given her credit for. And the other is that she has way too much time on her hands. Because She's got like four kids, doesn't she? How's she even managing this? Send she have an assistant? Care. She's probably got an assistant who's actually doing this, right? Yeah, like a nanny, a daycare. She's got personal assistants. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like all that. She has no sympathy. I'm. I was just. I was so impressed because I'm a vengeful human being. So <laughs> I I can see myself doing this type of operation to find the mole, and. All I will say is, if I'm Josie Mourinho, who keeps complaining about moles in my squad, I would employ her to find out who the mole is, because clearly she knows whatever she's doing. Social media manager yeah. for, for your club. She should have been the one that did the Mueller report on Trump, and she would have found the out The Mueller report? <laughs> she would have. Really Unbelievable would've. stuff. Colleen Rooney for Player of the Year. Do you think she leaked the Trudeau blackface pictures? <laughs> To Time magazine, <laughs> she found them. No, no Rebecca, Rebecca Vardy did. Yeah, <laughs> it's Rebecca Vardy's account, guys. Who also has too much time on her hands, yes, by the way. Definitely, chat should get banged. You know they actually tried to uh, trademark that catchphrase. I'm yeah. not surprised. And they failed. And why? then she shouted shit and got banged. Well, yeah. why? Why weren't they able to? Uh, it's kind of I don't know. I, I don't remember reading that report, Alex. You did. <laughs> <No. laughs> this is well, maybe it's classified. Um. So this has been a podcast full of beer, uh, whiskey, and pizza, and I think it showed. But yeah. we had a great time. Yes. Which is all that matters, exactly. really. And we hope you all did, too. You better have had a great time. Yeah, that's I mean, if you didn't, let us know, obviously, and then we'll do something completely different <laughs> next time. Yeah, how about you actually nothing, tweet us? We're nothing if not principled. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Bernie, what's, thank what's, you very what's much. What's our Twitter handle, Alex? At under underscore the kosh. Did you guys get that? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Bernie? <laughs> Take care, guys. Roche. Oh, yeah. Um, and before I, I leave, uh, guys, you suck at fantasy and you don't know anything about football. Wow. Fair enough. Way to ingratiate yourselves with the followers on your first pod back in months. <laughs> You'll get sacked in the morning. <laughs> All right. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Music